was particularly brutal sort of emotionally more than physically for me because it was so uh, raw and I knew that this was someone fighting for her life and that place I went to to find it. The first two episodes of Death and Rules focused on important questions and fan theories. Today, we focus on answers. Taste of Country writer Sterling Whitaker has spoken to several members of the cast of Yellowstone, including actor Kelly Riley. She plays Beth Dutton, and you'll immediately get a feel for how or if she's like the woman known for being fearless and excessively aggressive. Sterling is also a resource for Yellowstone creator Taylor Sheridan's other film and TV projects, and we'll get to that at the end of this conversation. But first, a reminder to tap follow and give a rating and review if you're on Apple Podcast. Then share what you heard with just one person and join the conversation with an email at staff at tasteofcountry.com. Is Beth Dunn your favorite Yellowstone character? Is she a good role model? Sterling knows, and we're going to bring him in right now. Hey, Addison. Okay, I am personally so excited to hear your insight more with this interview. I think my personal favorite part aside from just the conversation itself, is that she's British, that Kelly Riley is British, and you would not know that on the show. I know. I I knew she was British going into this, but it's still surprising when her face comes up and that's what comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of times you have singers who, you know, One Direction, boy band, you know, I'm thinking of a lot of Keith Urban even, where they have an accent, but when you sing, you don't. But I think that's so cool of, I think it's harder, or I would think it'd be harder to converse without the accent. Definitely. It it really is a stunning transformation. Well, I would love to kick this off by asking you to just compare what you thought the woman who plays Beth Dutton might be like with the woman that you actually got to talk to. It's shocking at first. It's not just the voice. Like I said, I knew she was British, so that Mm -hmm. didn't throw me so much. But I expected her to look like the character. You know what I mean? She doesn't even look like the same human being when you're speaking to her. She has the same face, sort of, but she uses her facial expression so differently and holds her face so differently and holds her posture so differently and presents herself so differently in person that it's like speaking to an and of course you are speaking to an entirely different person. Right. And how would when you say her posture is different for people who are listening, kind of paint the picture of what that looks like. Well Beth Dutton's walks around in a very forceful way, a very, very aggressive way, and dresses in a very aggressive way and presents herself in that manner and kelly is a slight sort of waif-like person in a little sweater you know you think she's gonna if i'd been there in person she would have offered me a cup of tea (laughs) very dainty almost is what it sounds like right right very drastically different from yeah as they open up season season four episode one and beth dutton is walking out all battered and bruised and looks like she's about to take someone out And then she asks for a cigarette, having just been blown up, basically. Right. So you have that character, and then Kelly, who you talk to, who's like, let me give you a cup of tea. Well, you feel like <laughs> she's probably, after the interview, she's going to go walk her poodle in the park. <laughs> what in, in the interview, what were you really hoping to find out from Kelly, and did she tell you? I went in there to press her about 
what Beth might be like as a mother figure because mm. we knew that uh, she was bringing Carter to the ranch. Right. And it was interesting. She kind of deflected. She said, well, does she become a mother? Do she and Rip become parents? And she, of course, she can't say, hey, they adopted or something. You know, they, she can't blurt out some sort of future plot detail. Right. But she did open up about what she feels like Beth and Rip would be like as parents and that Beth hmm. does some have something to offer in that regard. Is there anything when you, you know, go back on this interview and you wish you're like, oh, man, you know, wish I had asked her this or that? Is there any is there anything that you kind of if you did it again, you'd say, oh, I'd ask this. If I were to get more time with her later, mm-hmm. I would ask her about how she and Cole bring the relationship between Beth and Rip to life because having spoken to both of them now, they're they're both so different from their characters. Hmm. They must have to really, really interface in a very personal way to make that relationship spring to life the way that it does. For interviews like this, are there any sort of rules about what you can and can't ask? You know, what what can you push the limits on and then what do they say no you can't ask? They, For everyone listening. The they scheme. ask <laughs> you basically not to ask questions outside of the show. They want to mm-hmm. focus on the show itself. Mm-hmm. And they also ask that if you get anything that reveals future plot lines, that you keep that information until those plot lines have been shown. Mm. Was that hard with Kelly? Did Kelly want to pivot at all? You know, sometimes when you're talking to an actor or artist or, or whoever, conversation naturally flows. Was that harder with her to kind of not want to, you know, ask all these other different questions? She was the one who dialed it back, actually. Whenever mm-hmm. I would try to uh, go into a different area that might foreshadow the future a little bit more, she would mm-hmm. reel it back in, you know, and, and sort of get back to generalities rather than specifics of future plots. Right. She she knew her limits there. Right. Okay. I know you talked to some of the other cast members as well. Like you had said, you talked to Cole, who mm-hmm. plays Rip. Yes. And I want to ask you about something Kelly says during this interview. But first, let's get to it and then come back. Here is actor Kelly Riley talking to Taste of Country's Sterling Whitaker on the Dutton Rules podcast. Where are you? I'm in Nashville. Oh, in Nashville. I've never yeah. been to Nashville. Oh, you should come on down. It's a great I'd city. I like you. Yeah. Kevin was here just like a week ago, I think. Oh, was he playing live? Was he playing Yeah, live? yeah, he was yeah. here, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's great to talk to you today. Um, obviously, with the season premiere over with now, we can talk about the fact that your character has lived. Um, how, how long have you known that, and how hard was it to keep that a secret? Oh, my gosh. It was so long. I mean, we finished shooting um, the season last... December, November, mm-hmm. December. And uh, and then obviously we thought it was going to be airing in June like it normally does. So that would have been long enough to keep that a secret. <laughs> um, but, of course, then um, the network, I don't know why, um, made you all wait longer, made us all wait longer. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, it's out now. So it was quite difficult because um, because everyone – just it was the question that everyone asked me and and I didn't want to spoil it but um yeah I'm surprised that it didn't get out honestly because those things they're hard to keep a secret (laughs) Uh, the character of Beth has been subject to repeated violence so there's physical violence how do you what kind of special things do you have to do to prepare for that both physically and emotionally 
well, it's all made believe, so it's not right. real violence um, right. for me. Um, I'm not subjected to that, so it's um, a lot of it is just pretend. That's just my job. Um, <laughs> and physically, like I feel like um, the scenes. I think you're talking about maybe season two in the yes. office. Yes. Yeah, that was particularly brutal, sort of emotionally more than physically for me because it was sure. so. Uh, raw and I knew that this was someone fighting for her life and the strength that she had to go to find to that place I went to to find it you know Beth is not someone who's going to give over to uh, to to someone doing that to her gently she's gonna she's gonna die you know biting their ankles off so that's kind of the animal that she is so it really was about you know I find there's a lot of dignity in Beth's kind of approach to things even though it's insane but I find that the fact that she would die um in that way giving spitting hatred and fire to this man instead of fear giving him fear I think that was a really powerful moment I think it was quite a powerful moment for a lot of women um a lot of women wrote to me about that and just said that was really an interesting um place to to sort of experience um how to to respond and how to access that strength um but yeah violence there's so much violence in this show i mean they're violent people yes to pick up on what you were just talking about about beth when she first meets carter she says you haven't had anyone to admire um do you see beth as a woman for him to admire and in what ways that's a really good question um Yes, I think she thinks she's someone to admire as far as surviving. Um, I don't think in that moment she's thinking it's going to be her. Of course not. Like right. what she sees in him is someone who life has not given him many options. In fact, it's taken everything away from him. And the way Beth survives, because she's had so much taken from her too, she relies on her. Uh, her, her 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 life sort of force the fact that she just goes at life in a way that is um she, she thinks weakness is the next thing to danger like if she's weak in herself bad things happen so she it's almost like she made a decision one day to never be afraid of anything I mean you could psychoanalyze that um and I do <laughs> because <laughs> I play her but um what who is that as a character and 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 so as far as her thinking that surviving is the most important thing, I think that is what she finds strong role models um, for a young boy who could just go off the rails is something that she thinks he needs. And I think she thinks all kids need. We're seeing a softer side to her as, as the seasons progress. It's a little bit more of a, of a dichotomy of her tougher sides and her gentler sides. And, you don't necessarily think of her and Rip as parental figures necessarily, but they're they're becoming parental figures. How does that play out? How do you see them as parents? <laughs> I, do they become parents? I don't know. I mean, we haven't we don't know what's right. to come. It's certainly not not going to be wrapped up in a nice, beautiful domestic fantasy <laughs> because it's Taylor Sheridan. So um, there is some brutal reality in that, and you'll see some things kind of happen as the story goes on um, with them. But I think Beth and Rip would make great parents. I 
think they would um you know there's so many different aspects of all of us and and the fact that Beth Taylor really plays with her softness and her her violence and her aggression um her toughness she's the toughest character I've ever seen on on in a film or tv um and there are so many different colors to her that I get to sort of um sort of turn the turn the sort of uh, volume up or down um depending on what the scene is and so Carter is another opportunity to see if she can open her heart to that or not and uh and you see in this season what she's struggling with um because it's all about the internal struggle you know for me uh as far as playing her what what demons she's fighting in herself to make her uh behave the way she does and make the decisions she makes she's a fighter that's how she knows she's a killer um she's she she destroys things for a living um so to see her love something and you see her love rip and you see her love her father and it's her love is such devotional it's so intense and and powerful um the same way her her vengeance is um so her capacity for love and her capacity to mother in from that place would be an extraordinary thing to see whether we're not we're not going to get it wrapped up nicely though it will it will probably take a little bit of um uh you know there's some bends in the road with that that was kelly riley with taste of country sterling whitaker and you're listening to dutton rules a yellowstone 1883 podcast i'm addison hager and sterling is coming back in the room to talk more about it but while he reconnects a reminder to press follow and let us know if you like this pivot from our normal analysis comment or email us at staff at tasteofcountry.com with some feedback because we have more to share Sterling, who else have you talked to, aside from Cole and Kelly? I've also spoken to Kelsey Asbill and Gil Birmingham, and there's a couple of other cast members coming up that we can't share yet with people, but there will be a couple of others coming up as well. Ooh, I'm excited. And just for people who are listening, um, associate those actors with their characters. Gil Birmingham is Chairman Rainwater on the show, and Kelsey is Monica Dutton. Mm-hmm. which I'm excited for future episodes to dive into those. Yes. Going back to your question about Beth being a role model, people really, really struggle with her. Do you see her as a role model? Not for myself, <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Not personally. <laughs> no, but uh, in the context of for a character like Carter – uh, mm-hmm. perhaps that's a different ballgame. You know, I'm not in his position. I, I right. have things in this world that are going my way already. But right. for somebody <laughs> like him who really has nothing and no real prospects, she's a real fighter and a real scrapper, mm-hmm. and it's the only way mm-hmm. she knows. And mm-hmm. that's probably something that he might need. Absolutely. Well, and I think she can, from you know everything that I've seen, I think that she can relate to him differently than if someone – you know, didn't have kind of the best persona personality. Right. I think if she, she brings was, a different grit. Yeah. If she was June Cleaver, he'd run right over her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Out of, aside from, or it can be Kelly as well, but which actor have you talked to that is most like the character they play on Yellowstone? It doesn't sound like it's going to be Kelly, but you can throw me a curveball and say that it is. <laughs> it's definitely not Kelly. I would say she's the least by a pretty wide margin. Um, mm-hmm. The one that is most like the character so far is Cole, who I've noticed an interesting phenomenon with him, which is that 
If you see him in interviews where he's completely out of his getup for the character, mm-hmm. he's very unlike the character. But the more he has altered his physical appearance to be the character, the more he's like the character. And in my case, he wasn't wearing the hat and he wasn't wearing the jacket, so he wasn't full on rip. But he did mm-hmm. have his hair colored and he had the beard and everything. And he did come off in a real rip-like manner. Like if Rip How- had a little bit of more humor, you know. Right. How would you say he differs from the character a little bit? Like what you were saying of, you know, he's dressed the part and all that, maybe Mm -hmm. add a little bit more humor. But how would you say his demeanor, aside from kind of the Rip character, comes across? He's more affable than Rip, which most people Mm -hmm. are. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, You don't feel like if you ask him a question that he doesn't like, he's going to reach through the screen and start hitting (laughs) you or anything like that. You did not feel in danger. No, no, I felt safe at all times, which wouldn't have been the case with Rip there, you know. No, or Beth. Let's just put either one of them. I would, right, yeah, no. Right. Which is so, so cool and so fascinating to me of just seeing, you know, both those characters play, or both those actors play specific characters and you kind of have this persona and then you talk to them and either sometimes it's, you know, not a letdown, but you're going, oh man, I thought you were one way, but then you realize you're like, oh, that's right. You were playing a persona on television. You are not necessarily the same person. But that's why you fall in love with characters. Yeah, absolutely. Beyond being a fan of Yellowstone, you've become very familiar with with much of Taylor Sheridan's work. As someone who's ripped through these catalog of projects, what are some of your favorite outside of Yellowstone and what's one to avoid? Probably the one that Yellowstone fans should look up first would be a movie called Wind River, which is really a fine film. Hmm. It has many of the same themes, and you'll actually recognize many of the cast members. Gil is in there, Kelsey's in there, uh, Hugh Dillon is in there. Quite a few of the same people are in that film, and it it, uh, is something that any Yellowstone fan would really, really love. Um, Apart from that, I would say... Hell or High Water is a great film, and Sicario is a great film. And those are films that anybody who's a Taylor Sheridan fan would enjoy. Uh, As far as ones to avoid, um, if you look online, it says that Taylor Sheridan's directorial debut is a film called Vile, which... (laughs) It's a horror film, and it's aptly titled. It it really is a vile film, and... uh, he, he disavows it himself. It, it's, it's basically a favor he did for a friend. And he actually considers Wind River his debut. So you don't want to look up Vile, particularly if you're a Yellowstone fan. That's Sterling Whitaker, whose name you'll find atop many of the Yellowstone articles at Taste of Country. Thanks, Sterling. That's it for this week's bonus episode of Dutton Rules. I'm Addison Hager, and Billy Dukes will be back to break down episode four and five next week. In the meantime, make sure you've tapped follow and offered feedback if you can. Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone in 1883 podcast is written by myself and Billy Dukes and produced by Billy Dukes. For more great Yellowstone insight, find us on YouTube by searching Taste of Country and Yellowstone. If you've not tapped follow, please do it now on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Dutton Rules is another great Townsville Media Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,